Welcome to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast. The show by and for female millennial entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina, owner of Quotable Media Co., a PR and media company. After nearly 10 years of building a PR agency, I've learned a lot about business and entrepreneurship, but the most valuable things have always come through conversation with other women who have been in it too, and I want to share all of that with you. So sit back, fill your coffee cup up, and listen in. This episode is brought to you by Quotable Magazine. Yes, our very own magazine. And yes, it does share many similarities to this podcast. It is a magazine by and for female entrepreneurs. We cover interviews and stories and and accept contributed articles by other women in business. And we love to share those stories the magazine comes out in a print issue every other month. And so if you haven't checked that out, I really hope you will. The new issue is coming out this week and you can order either a single issue of the newest, the newest issue when it comes out or subscribe and get every issue for a year at quotablemediaco.com slash subscribe. That's where you can do both of those things. And you can also check it out online. We have new articles going up weekly online um, and share most of the articles from the print issue there as well. And that is at quotablemediaco.com slash quotable dash magazine. And I hope you will check it out. I hope you will let me know what you think of it. And if you want to get involved, take a look at everything. Email us at magazine at quotablemediaco.com if you want to pitch yourself or someone you know um, for an interview or some kind of spotlight article or um, if you want to contribute a piece. We're always accepting contributed articles if you're looking for a platform to get your expertise out there a bit more. So I truly think this is a platform for and by female entrepreneurs and I would love for you to get as involved as you'd like and I hope that you'll check it out and let me know what you think. Okay so I know that there have only been a couple of new episodes so far this fall since we came back after taking July and August off. In case there's anyone around who hasn't been listening before or doesn't know that much about my personal background and what we talk about here I just felt like I should give a quick overview. Um just so you remember that usually we do every other episode as an interview and then the alternating episodes are me talking to you and are usually focused around general business topics and PR topics. Um, So my background is that I own a PR agency and that is my day-to-day job and work and that is my business. So that's what I often love to talk about on here. Um, I used to say that the solo episodes were PR focused conversations. Definitely think we've shifted a little bit into, you know, sometimes I just like to talk about business, general business things, anything that's relevant to like anyone in business doesn't always have a, a very strong PR um, bent to it, but, but usually they do. I kind of want the solo episodes to be able to help people along the way with promoting themselves, doing PR for their business, helping, you know, marketing and promotion for your business. So that's really where we focus a lot. Um, I wanted to talk today about why it's really important to be 
authentic in PR specifically and what that really means. So I want to talk about what, I guess, yeah, going back to how to do PR. So, but in a very specific way. So I think we hear a lot about authenticity in business, right? We, we've, that word is almost overused. I almost, I don't want to really be using it right now because I think that that almost makes us, we almost don't even pay attention to it anymore, I guess, because I think it's just overused, overdone. The conversation has been had and we almost kind of like, I feel like some of us almost kind of gloss over it if we hear or see something about authenticity. Um, but I can't think of really anything much better to call it. Like that is really <laughs> what I, what I feel like we want to talk about just being real, being personable, being you. Um, and yeah, being an authentic person when it comes to your PR outreach specifically. So I think that's, you know, I don't think that specific piece of it is of the, is where the conversation has been overdone. So that is what I want to talk about today. I think that, you know, I talk to a lot of people who, are doing outreach for their business. They're doing their own PR outreach, um, you know, to media or, you know, create partnerships, cross promotions, um, sponsorships, even things like that. And I just think one of the things that is almost overlooked a little bit too much is how important it is to really be authentic when it comes to those kinds of outreach, when it comes to reaching out to people that you don't know and essentially asking them to do something with you or for you. Um, and I think it's a really important thing to touch on. I think it's can often be a difference between being successful and not being successful. So I think it's really important to talk about. I think that, you know, you can do all the outreach in the world, but if you're not coming across well, if you're not coming across very genuinely, if you're not coming across as a person that people want to be involved with, then it's not going to work. Right. And so what's the point? Like, I don't want to sit here on every episode telling you to reach out to people, telling you how to find, you know, media contacts, how to know who to reach out to, how to reach out to them and what your, you know, all these things about how to do PR. If I don't touch on how important the authenticity is and that, you know, again, you can do all the outreach in the world, but if you're not doing it in a certain way, it's just not going to work. So I don't want to keep telling you to do it without touching on this. So I think that, you know, there's a thing that happens a lot when we're working on something, um, that involves people who we see as more important than us sort of, or someone who has the ability to make important decisions that will affect us without really knowing us. Um, or like just generally someone who seems sort of out of reach or different from us. It's like, it's the same reason that people get awkward and weird when they meet a major politician or even a celebrity or someone who's like, you know, at that level, at that kind of different type of status from you, sort of, it's like, we forget that they're a real person almost, you know, you kind of only can see them in a certain way and you feel like you can't even like interact with them. Right. Sometimes it's like, they're really just people though. You know, we forget that they're really just people. They really just want to interact the same way you or I would. And, and it also happens with the media. I think that, 
that's the same sort of effect that we sometimes have when reaching out to media, especially like for the first couple times or at the beginning. Um, and it can really harm our PR efforts if we let it. I think that one of the reasons it happens is that we do so much research, you know, when it comes to PR again, like, so when we're reaching out to media, I think one of the reasons that it happens is we've like done so much before we reach out, we've done all this research. We have so many lists when it comes to our PR outreach, all these different people we're going to reach out to. We draft our pitches and our story ideas so carefully that they can all start to seem a little bit unreal if you're not careful. Like the names on the list take on a sort of surreal gatekeeper type of feel and the pitches can be so carefully honed that they come across more as a piece of art than an actual email conversation, right? Like we can spend a long time working on a pitch and making it so perfect when it comes to like what a pitch, you know, what we think a pitch should be like explaining our business and what the story is. But all of these things can come together to create almost that in inauthentic feeling outreach, like authentic uh, outreach that just doesn't really feel like really the way you would interact with a person. And despite your best intentions, you know, you feel like you're doing everything right. You're putting all this time and effort and an intention into what you're doing, but almost skipping over the part of, oh yeah, this is actually also a person and we want them to be interested in what we're talking about in, you know, in a personal way. So that's, I think when all the preparation and thought that you're put that you put into it actually backfires for you because your email starts to not actually sound like an email you'd send to a real person, you know, and your image of the person that you're reaching out to in your head takes on like this larger than life personality. And you kind of can't imagine them being an actual person, like you're seeing them as the editor of this or that, or you're seeing them as the producer of like the show you really want to be on. Like it's just easy to almost start to lose sight of the fact that, oh yeah, this is actually a person who's going to be reading my email on the other end. And that's a very important thing to keep in mind. Their, their job is not their life. They have other, you know, other nuances to them. So I think the important thing to keep in mind when it comes to PR and outreach to media um, is, and really, again, for like any kind of outreach, because, you know, it's not just media. There's other, you know, say you want to do an event with someone or you want someone to do some cross promotion with you. The important thing to keep in mind is that people want to work with people they like, right? I mean, you do, I do, everybody does. And media are just people. Media are people. For the most part, they're going to respond better when you treat them like people, like regular people. And like, I'm not saying to be super casual with them and treat them like your best friend if you have never met them in real life or something like that. And of course, depending on all the factors that I'm sure you already researched, you know, depending on what outlet they write for, what their beat is, what kind of writer they are, what kind of person they are. 
you know, sometimes it should be more formal or it should be more whatever this or that. It depends. I'm not saying always email someone like they're your best friend, but I'm just saying email them like, treat them like you would treat a regular person. (laughs) So, and I mean, I will say like, of course, there are always some who have a bit more of an ego and will respond well to like a... (laughs) I don't know, a bit of reverence or something like some people do want to seem like, you know, they're really cool or something like that. But most of the time they want to be interacted with as regular people. So what I mean by that is like interact in an authentic way. Like that's where I'm going to say the word again. Like you want to email them as if you're sending an email to anyone else. You don't have to act overly formal or weird. You don't have to approach it like you're submitting an academic paper to a world-renowned journal, unless of course you are. And, you know, again, realizing there are, you know, some instances where you're interacting with outlets like that, but in most cases, for most of the people that I talk to who are working on doing their own media outreach, you know, we're talking about business writers. We're talking about, um, lifestyle media. Um, you know, people focused on entrepreneurship, people focused on, you know, women-owned businesses, these kinds of things that you and I are doing. And I would say in most cases, you can talk to the journalist the way you talk to almost anyone else. And what do I mean by this? Like, when I say talk, we're talking, you know, most of the time this initial interaction is over email. So I'm not saying you have to call them up on the phone and and chat with them, but I'm saying, don't be overly formal or stiff with like your email. Don't bog down your email with tons of details and facts that are not like the interesting thing that they need to know about because, and that's just because just like you or me, like if we see an email like that, you kind of zone out, like you kind of skip over anything that seems like too boring and factual. If you don't yet know what it is, you don't, you're not yet interested. You don't, you're not excited about it yet. You don't really feel like you have time to be looking at a ton of details and facts that you don't fully understand. So, and, and don't forget to ask for what you're asking for. I know this seems really obvious, but sometimes I see people try so hard at explaining who they are and how amazing their business is and you know what what they're doing and what they're all about sometimes I see people try so hard at explaining who they are and how amazing their business is and what they're up to what they're doing why and why someone like is in, should be interested in it that they never actually make the ask or they never fully outline what the exact story is that they want the writer to tell and making them have to figure it out for themselves is never good. And this is, you guys, this is really common. Um, you know, I'm obviously on the PR side, so we're doing pitches all the time. I've learned about it. I hear people's experiences a lot, but we also, we also publish a magazine. Now we publish quotable magazine. So I'm also on the receiving end of a lot of pitches these days. And a lot of those pitches come from other PR agencies or PR people. And it's incredibly common, let me just say, to get an email that really doesn't outline 
what it is you're asking for. So just as a quick example, you know, for Quotable Magazine, we do interviews and we do kind of like a spotlight story. And we also accept contributed articles. So there are a couple different ways that somebody can get a piece. There are a couple different like types of stories that could be done depending on who the person is and what, what they want the story to be. I can't always tell what somebody is asking for. Um, and you know, I appreciate to a certain extent that sometimes I think people want you to, and this might be a trap that you fall into also. It's kind of like, I want to keep it open, right? Like I want to keep the options open. If the writer thinks that I'm good for an interview, wonderful. But if they don't think, or they don't have room for an interview, like I want to make sure they know that like, I'm still open to other ideas. I could do another kind of story. I could be a spotlight piece, whatever. But and that being said, like I use the, the word kind of spotlight piece, but there's still a story there. You know, it's never just going to be like a promotion about your business. Like that's not an interesting article. So I'm looking for like, what is the story? What is the thing you're actually asking to be like how you're asking to be included in the magazine? And I will say this, like, I am not a journalist. We do the magazine, you know, kind of on the side of everything else we're doing. So yes, we feel like I feel very busy. I don't feel like I, I don't, I'm not doing that full time, but journalists are also very busy. Anybody who has to do with writing articles, putting together, you know, producing anything that has to go, has to do with like media, they're always really busy, always overworked. And I'm sure they're just as busy, if not more so than me. So if I look through an email and I skim through it and it's just like, here's this person's business, I'm like, okay, cool. But you know, I'm going to maybe mark it as like, you know, mark it to come back to it. Maybe I'll star it for revisiting it later, but I can't reply with a quick yes or no, just to a general overview of an introduction of your business, because I haven't, I have to then think about it later. You know, I have to think about, okay, wait, so does it seem like they'd be interested in an interview? Does it seem like they have interesting things to say for an interview? Do they seem like it would be better for this kind of story? If I have to think about it, like I will leave it in the inbox and come back to it when I have a chance to be thinking about that. Whereas if somebody outlines exactly what they're looking for, like I want to be, you know, I would love to pitch so-and-so for this interview. She can talk about this, these, and this kinds of things. And also I have great photography. <laughs> All of those things are really important. And then it's like a super quick yes. I could just reply and say, yes, an interview would be great. Let's set this up. Um, or they say, you know, here's this, here's my business. Here's what I do. And like, here are some of the main themes I've been dealing with this year that I think could be a great um, thing to write a story about. Like a great way to shape the story is how this and that have affected this and that. Like, just outlining it like that for me so that I don't have to then like kind of dig deep into it and think about it a lot more can make it so much easier to say yes. And so this is exactly the same kind of thing that you should be thinking about when you're pitching other media. How do we make it an easy yes? How do we make sure we're explaining what the story is and asking for an answer, asking for what we want? So 
Okay, that's, yeah, that's the quick overview of what I mean. I want to go into a little bit more about what actually being authentic in your PR looks like. So how do we do this? How do we, besides what I just kind of said about being really specific about what you're asking for, what kind of story you're talking about, what kind of article, how do you fit into their publication? If they do multiple types of stories or multiple types of, if they have multiple outlets even, because let me tell you, like sometimes people will pitch and I don't know if they're asking to come on the podcast or to be part of the magazine. And that is also like something to really keep in mind because we do do different types of, of, you know, conversations with entrepreneurs that are kind of similar in some ways. And if somebody emails my personal email about something about like a business owner or a business without being really specific, like podcast pitch or I, you know, would you be interested in having so-and-so on the podcast? Like you'd be surprised how many times I get things that I'm like 99% sure are podcast pitches, mostly just because that's the email that I have as like where to pitch the podcast. Whereas there's a different email for where to pitch the magazine, but I'm not sure. And I was like, maybe they wanted to find like my personal email just to make sure they're really connecting with me, you know? Um, so again, it's like, it's not the end of the world. And if I think something sounds really cool, like I will reply and look into it more, or, you know, sometimes even somebody could pitch, if somebody pitched something great for the podcast and I didn't have more openings for interviews right now, I would suggest like, you know what, maybe this is something for the magazine, but the fact is it should be simple. It should be easy to know what you're pitching. So I shouldn't have to guess whether you're talking about trying to come on the podcast or trying to be in the magazine or something else. So, okay. So some of the other things just to kind of quickly dive into how to make sure we're doing this is just talking about like being really personable, being friendly and real in your communication. And so, and again, this goes for anything you're working on as part of your PR strategy. I usually talk the most about media outreach, but this especially applies when reaching out to someone for cross promotion opportunities or trying to organize an event with other brands or vendors, or really anytime you're trying to get someone on board with something you want to make happen. So when I, you know, I say media, media, media all the time, Keep in mind this is applicable for any time, anything really, any kind of outreach that you're doing. It really all, it all applies. And this all goes back to the fact, again, I said it before, but I'll say it again. It goes back to the fact that people want to work with people they like. So you have to be likable. You just have to be, <laughs> you can't treat this as a transaction, which is something I see people fall into so much. Also, it's not just that you want to shoot out some pitch emails to cross this contact off your list and go down your list, cross everybody off and say, you got them done. Like that's, that's really not what this is. You need to treat each contact like a real person. And if you can approach them in the right way, you honestly won't need to worry so much about having a big long list because you can have fewer meaningful conversations that result in meaningful opportunities. And I always say like PR, it's not really a numbers game. You know, some people say it's a numbers game and you have to pitch all these people in all these places in order to get so many cover, so many pieces of coverage, so many articles or whatever that is for you. But I always say I would much rather pitch only a few people or places 
and have them be such good targeted specific pitches that all of those places decide to do an article or, you know, three of those, you know, I'd rather pitch five people and end up with three fantastic articles, then spend my time pitching a hundred people and ending up with the same three articles, because that is really how it works. So I think that this is what will help you get real results. And if you, again, if you approach them, approach people in the right way, you don't then need to be like making sure you have a hundred person list to be crossing off. And honestly, this goes for pretty much everything in business, not just media outreach, not just even PR. If you really think about it, like being specific and personable in anything you do and is going to get people to want to be on your side and to want to do things with you. And it to just get you more meaningful results. Um, another thing this means, um, really crafting your pitch around the person, not just coming up with one main pitch. And it's like, here's my general pitch and sending it to everyone, writing every email to the specific person it's going to, and truly taking the time to think about it as like, if I was friends with this person, is this the way the email would sound? If I were asking them the same question, and if I were reading this email from someone I never had met or heard of before, would I be intrigued by it and know exactly what they're asking me for? And would I want to help them with it? Because that's essentially what it is. Like, it's, it's not like you're asking them for a favor because, of course, your pitch should be something that's mutually beneficial to them, too, because it's content or a partnership or whatever it is that will help them as well. But still, you are asking them for something. So think about, would you be super excited by it if it were you? If you were this person that you're about to, to, to reach out to and you had 10 emails in your inbox tomorrow morning about this a similar thing would you be super excited by the one that you are about to send would you be the most excited and the most likely to act on the one that you're about to send right now sometimes thinking about it like that can be helpful because I think sometimes we get kind of in our again kind of like in our head about the pitch and we're just like trying to get all the facts straight and all the, you know, pitch organized the right way and get it all together the way that we think we need to. But when you really think about it, it's like this person is probably getting multiple emails very about a very similar topic all at once. Would your email really be the one where you're like, yes, I definitely want to do this. And sometimes the answer is no. And that can help you craft it differently, edit it, um, figure out a better way. So I think that's really important and it can help you see what's really the most interesting and the most important information to share and make sure that you, you know, tweak as needed and figure it out and make sure that you can actually answer yes to that question. Um, another thing to keep in mind is trying to connect with someone before you reach out to them. Trying to get to know someone is the natural first step in making a connection to ask someone for something. You know, it comes back again. It's like, make them like you for some reason. Um, 
actually read their other articles, see what else they're like working on right now, follow them on social media. And if you're local, maybe see if there are ways to actually connect in real life. Maybe there are events happening that they'll be at related to, you know, the topic that they, that they deal with or something in your community. Um, whatever it is that can make you feel like you get to actually know them a little bit, that can help. And that is, again, it's just, even if, you know, even if you don't build like a super meaningful connection with them in like the one week before you're going to reach out to them, it just, again, shows that you've put in a little effort that you're not just blindly emailing them because you saw them on a list or had them on your list. Like it's just showing that you're actually trying to get to know them a little, that you're actually trying to like build some kind of a relationship. And that does mean something to people. Sometimes they can tell, okay, this person's actually like, you know, willing to put in a little effort that can mean something. So don't overlook actually trying to get to know them as much as you can. And lastly, I just think really just approaching everyone like a real person that you're interested in doing something with. And again, putting yourself in the shoes of them as the recipient and what you're sending. I think that's just such an underappreciated tactic for making sure that what you send makes sense before actually doing the outreach. Um, and it's just something that, you know, it makes, it just really, again, kind of going back to what I said at the very beginning of like, we can give these people sort of this larger than life kind of personality in our minds, but just bringing it back to remembering, okay, this is a real person. Like, how would I feel if this was me? Um, and just keeping in mind that they are a real person. And yeah, I think again, it's just like, sometimes you've crafted this great pitch. You think you've, you know, according to all the pitch standards, if you're going to like really look it up and like, see what a pitch should look like, like it is great. Hits all the things a pitch should have. But if you actually read it and think about what it feels like to actually see that as the recipient, you really might feel differently. And just, yeah, keeping that in mind, like this is a person, what are they thinking about? What are they feeling? And does it feel like this outreach is really going to resonate with them? Like, that's really all it is. I think it's kind of, I mean, I hate to, it's kind of common sense in a way, but I know it's so easy to get caught up in everything else in like, well, this is what they said the pitch should look like. This is what my media list is. These are the people I'm reaching out to and just really forgetting to come, come back to it as like, oh yeah, and these are real people. And I'm just really asking them for, to work with me on something. And how can I get them to actually want to? How can I get them to want to be a part of this? How can I get their buy-in? And that's really all it is. And I mean, not all it is. I don't mean to make it sound really simple, but I just think that's something that people really forget about a lot. People really overlook. So that's what I want to talk about when it comes to authenticity and PR. I think it's really important to keep in mind. I think that there are so many kind of generic types of pitches out there, or again, pitches that really just don't give someone a reason to want to work with you on the story. And so if you can be the one who's keeping all of these things in mind, who's actually trying to form a relationship or at least treat the person like they're an actual person, then 
it really will set you apart a little bit. And I think that that's, you know, every little bit counts and helps when you're trying to do outreach for your brand. And so if there are tips and tricks like this, of things that will help you actually kind of get noticed and have somebody actually choose to want to work with you, I think it's really important to keep in mind. And of course, you know, definitely look up pitch best practices too, you know, look, (laughs) figure out how to actually write a, like, you know, a quote unquote good pitch for whatever it is you're trying to do, but don't get so caught up in that, that you forget to make sure it's like also an interesting email and also really trying to get somebody on board with what you're asking of them. And, you know, sometimes it's just remembering those little details, you know, adding in a little tidbit that you know about them or, just, I'm, I'm not even, I'm just uh, not sounding so stiff and formal, I guess, is kind of really one of the things I want to come back to. Like we, when you, when you go to write your, you know, draft out your pitch in your word document or your Google doc, it's like so easy to just not even have there be a person on the other end of it. And I just think you just have to remember there is, <laughs> you have to remember there's a person on the other end and what are they going to be interested? In? What are their questions going to be? And what are you really asking them for and why? So keep these things in mind. I highly encourage you to try reaching out to some media if you never have for your, for your brand or your business before. Um, I think it's the best way to get some more visibility for your brand, build up some clout for your business and yourself and really build your brand. So if you haven't heard um, a lot of the other episodes that we have out already from the past couple of years, definitely scroll back through. We have a lot of PR tips already out here. Um, We also have a lot of free resources on our website at quotablemediaco.com and some free and some paid resources too. We have a whole course on how to do your own PR. So if you find these kinds of conversations useful and helpful and you're like, yes, I want to do more PR, definitely check that out. Um, yeah, I'm here to tell you PR doesn't have to be scary, um, to do yourself and you absolutely can do it. And the return on the time that you spend on it is going to be so, so valuable. So, um, let me know if you try any of these things, you know, if you do some outreach, if you try to approach your pitching with kind of this authentic sort of spin on it, um, Or if you're like, hey, I've been doing that all along. Like, that's always the way I approach everything in business. Let me know that too. Like, I love to have these conversations. You can find a post about this episode on our Instagram feed, which is at Quotable Media Co. And let us know your thoughts. And I hope you will tune in again next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast, wherever you listen. So you won't miss the next episode and leave a review on iTunes. So other people will be able to find us easily. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you've heard on the show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and contact links are always in the show notes or online at quotablemediaco.com slash podcast. If you want to join the community of other female millennial entrepreneurs, join our Facebook group by searching female millennial entrepreneurs on Facebook. Talk to you soon and see you there.